0: Kirk. What's going on, man? Hey, is
1: this Greg? It is. Oh, great. Are
0: <laughs> hey, you ready to talk some fancy football, dude? Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. Hey, this is our uh, this is our second show on rookies. Uh, last time we talked about rookie running backs. Today, we're, though, we're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends all in one episode. So it should be a lot yeah, of fun. It could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour. Who cares? It's not rookie running That's back, right. so. Uh, no, but before we get into the show, though, we do have some big fancy news to talk about, and that is the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell not being able to come to terms on a long-term deal. Uh, you know, he still has his $14.5 million franchise uh, tag contract this year. So, moving on, though, it does not look like he would be a Pittsburgh Steeler. At least the chances are low moving forward. What do you make of that, Kirk?
1: Oh, I, I think uh... – I think this is just just a bunch of crap. I can't believe he didn't sign. Um, I'm surprised that Pittsburgh uh, offered as much as they did. Um, I think this is. I think you've made this the point. This is
0: great for whoever owns Le'Veon Bell this year. Yeah. So the Steelers offered him five years, seventy million. That's fourteen million a year. Uh, it looks like uh, yeah. It looks like they're going to give them 500 touches this year and just try and wear them down as much as they can and get as much as out of them as they well, can. they're, pay, they're so, paying
1: $14 million this year, right?
0: $14.5 million, which I think the next highest running back's about $8 million. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to get their money's yeah. worth. That's for sure. All right. Hey, you ready to move on? Uh, yeah, thankfully. All right. So, hey, this is um, – This show is going to be a stark contrast from the last one we had. You know, last show we talked about all the rookie running backs and how impactful rookie running backs have been in years past, especially the last few years, and and what a great rookie class we had coming in this year. Uh, These positions, quarterback, receiver, and tight end are much different. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go over the last three years and talk about which players at each position have been fantasy relevant And you'll see that these positions are not as easy to bank on for just regular redraft leagues. But because now we are entering the realm of dynasty leagues, Kirk we will talk about where we have them ranked, at least dynasty-wise, moving forward. Sound like a plan? Yeah,
1: I just remember one caveat. The the, uh, keeper league that we're in, all the money that you want to win is going to be this year. So that's the, you know, the roster spot has become a lot more valuable. Even though you got to think long term, this year the stakes are upped. So, do you want to give up the roster spot for Baker Mayfield?
0: That's exactly right. So, yeah, I mean, typically dynasty leagues, you want to win now, but you know, depending on how deep the league and deep the bench is, you may want to take a stab at some of these rookies. So, let's start with the quarterback position. Um, I'm going to do the same exact thing I did. With the with the running backs, you know, with the running backs, you start two of them. So I looked at the top 18 over the last three years, and you saw there was multiple quarterbacks in the top 18 in points per game the last three years. So let's do the same with quarterbacks. Even though 12, you know, in a 12-team league, only you only start one quarterback. So that's 12 starting quarterbacks. Because it's so infrequent, I went up to, you know, looking at the top 18 or 19 quarterbacks each year, and this is what we have the last year. Or the last three years. So last year, Deshaun Watson was the only quarterback to finish a rookie quarterback to finish in the top eighteen. And this was quite the anomaly. He was actually the quarterback number one in the, the game, although he had such a small sample size. Uh, but he was fun to watch. Oh so, yeah. He? I wish he was on my team. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, and that's the thing is running quarterbacks, they they can have kind of exponentially more fantasy value, especially as rookies. So uh, you kind of saw that in 2016 uh, as the number nine quarterback in points per game was Dak Prescott. But he was, again, the only one in 2016. So, um, and then 2015, you look at you had the number one and number two overall picks. Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, they were actually 18 and 19 uh, in points per game. So, uh, again, you see that fantasy quarterbacks have not had a lot of fantasy value the last few years. Now, if you go back, now, 2015 was the exception where you had the top two guys were the best starters. When you look at the Dak Prescott here. You know, remember you had Jared Goff and Carson Wentz went one and two that year, and they were in the third. Right. And then last year, you look and you had Mitch Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes went before Deshaun Watson. Uh, fantasy relevant at all? So, you know, we had five quarterbacks drafted in the first round this year. So, it's kind of a crapshoot on on whether you're picking the right guy. It's all it's yeah, you know, it kind of it's almost, show, it's almost it's almost a
1: ahead. mirror of. Drafting a quarterback in the NFL really don't have any rhyme or reason to, to what's going to, as much as you'd like to think you know, you really don't know if this guy's going to be
0: good or not. So, same thing in, in fantasy. Right. And the other thing, too, is it just goes to show you do not draft these guys and redraft right. them. Right. Uh, Mariota and Winston, they walked into their jobs as the starters, uh, but typically rookies do not. Dak Prescott was there because of injury. Deshaun Watson ultimately played, you know, played his way up to the starting role. But these guys do not come in as starters. And I'm going to talk about the five rookies from this this draft this year. And the, the interesting thing is, not one of them is set to be the starter for a team. So don't draft any of these guys uh, in in a redraft league. But but let's talk about them individually. You yes. Ready? All right. First one, I'm going to let you do the most of the talking here. So the number one overall pick in the NFL draft was Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Uh, he went to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, most people, I think, expect him to start at some time this season. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor is a guy that we like a lot, but um Baker Mayfield's he got a, a ton of weapons. Um what do you think about? Well, him?
1: I I as a as a Browns fan, I hope he doesn't start at all this year. That means that Tyrod Taylor is holding the hold the position down. He's winning games. Um I don't think they're going to be looking at statistics when they come to Tyrod. I think it's leadership and winning games and if Baker Mayfield never starts, that's great for Cleveland. So Okay. I mean, you, you're you must you got in order to have Baker Mayfield on your roster, you have to be banking on the failures of Tyron Taylor and the Browns, which
0: is okay. bad. So so a lot of people are going to be asking, is Baker Mayfield the same as Johnny football? What, what do you answer? to that? No. Why?
1: Um, he he's so far, he's following through with his uh, his promises to being committed. Um, he's thrown support behind Tyrod Taylor. Um, so as far as no football is going, he's doing what you want him to do. Now, did Johnny Manziel do that? Yeah. But uh, no, no partying out of Baker Mayfield. He doesn't seem to be doing the exact same things. He doesn't have any domestic disputes with his girlfriend, who's now his fiance. Um, seems to be a lot more goal-oriented, um, Long term than uh, Johnny Manziel was. He seemed to be more instant
0: gratification,
1: and you know, go out and party. So I think there's a stark contrast Hooker, in that. Hookers part. and blow. Hookers and blow. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. So okay. All right. So uh, next quarterback taken in the NFL draft at the at the um, third pick of the first round was Sam Darnold uh, from USC. He goes to the New York Jets. He's only 20 years old, but he kind of has that prototypical size and. Um, kind of look that, that you're looking for, but uh, um, below average weapons there in New York. And he also has two good quarterbacks in front of him, Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater, who I think both are on one-year contracts. Right. So, looking uh, do, do you like Darnold or not? Uh, again, similar to, like, to Johnny,
1: Man- or to Johnny Manziel, to Baker Mayfield, is if, they're, if the quarterbacks ahead of him are playing well, he may never see the field, and that's not a bad thing for them. That's a good thing. So I, I have no desire to take a risk on him in any league um, other than okay. a spot in a keeper league. Maybe.
0: Okay. Uh, Josh Allen goes at the seventh pick uh, to Buffalo. He's from, from Wyoming. Uh, he's got the biggest possibility of a bust in a lot of people's opinion. Uh, they desperately need to build talent around him. Right now, the only talented offensive player they have, Sean McCoy, and. And some potential legal trouble there, but, uh, you know, they've got AJ McCarron in front of him. How do you feel about Josh Allen? Um,
1: uh, yeah, he, he actually is, is not desirable at all even compared to like Baker or Darnold as far as long-term. I mean, maybe this year you might catch fire, but I don't know how I say he's out of those, out of the four, that were drafted in the top, you know, besides Lamar Jackson, those four, he's the least desirable out of all of them.
0: Okay. All right. The 10th pick uh, was Josh Rosen from UCLA. He goes to the Arizona Cardinals. I think for this year, people are highest on him just because of the quarterback that's in front of him, and that's Sam Bradford. Even though Sam Bradford's a good quarterback, he just has never stayed healthy. So I think a lot of people are expecting to see Josh Rosen this year. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I'm, right.
1: I'm, I'm betting uh, on it actually. I could I could <laughs> I could probably bet a dollar and win ten.
0: But he um, he's got some great if he does get in this year, he's got David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. Those are some good veteran players to, to have support to you your young rookie quarterback. So the next one the next one is
1: the one that has all the intrigue, I think.
0: Lamar Jackson, who was the thirty second pick in the first round. Uh, a surprising pick by the Baltimore Ravens. He comes out of Louisville, uh, explosive player. Um, you know, I think before he's in there as a starting quarterback, you may see him line up in, in some other skill positions just to get him the ball because he is electric. Uh, I I wouldn't mind taking chances on guys like him just to see if there is any flash there. You know, see if you can ke- catch a Deshaun Watson or Mike Vick type. type well,
1: here's here's the big question. In fantasy world, it's it's a legitimate question to ask if they are going to label him as just a quarterback or a quarterback slash wide receiver. Um, this may be that this this could be a possibility um, of him being at a multiple multiple position in that regard, not a running back wide receiver, but a a wide receiver slash quarterback.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I just uh, I, I think after this year, though, he is the quarterback there. It's Flacco's last year. Um, why do you say that? You know, they, you know <laughs> I, I just don't know why you would invest in a first round quarterback without playing on him being the future. You, you know, I, I don't think you resign a, a veteran quarterback after you spend a first round pick on a, on a quarterback. I, I just can't see unless that. he fails. Well, you know, that's the interesting thing is you figure if Flacco's last year, you figure Jackson has to get some playing time later in the right. year, but it's totally going to be dependent on how they are. So I'm going to give you – this is going to probably be – shock you and how I have these order this order for Dynasty draft ranking. So, again, we're not doing redraft because I wouldn't draft any of these players in the redraft. But for Dynasty, here's my order. Lamar Jackson, number yeah. one. Baker Mayfield, number two, oh. Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and then Josh Allen. How, how, how do you think you would rank? I would I would go
1: um, – I would probably mix up the three, the top three a little bit. I mean, because I'm with you. I, I think Lamar Jackson is what they're hoping for going forward, and I think Joe Flacco is on the way out. But I just – I don't, I don't think that they think that way um, necessarily. They okay. people love Joe Flacco for some ungodly reason, but I would, I would actually say um, Rosen, uh, Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Okay, so it'd be yeah, yeah. The other ones are the same.
0: Very good. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson, you're just hoping for those. Yeah, two years of just freaky type stats, but all right. Let's move on to the wide receiver. Um, So for the wide receivers, I I went through the top (laughs) thirty-six. You know, assuming we have, you know, top three. It's a three receiver league. These are the rookie wide receivers who have been relevant the last three years. Last year, at number eighteen overall points per game was Juju Smith-Schuster. Kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, number 29, Cooper Cupp. Uh So, the important thing here, though, is if you remember, who were the first-round receivers last year? Corey Davis, John Ross, yeah. uh, Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams. You know, Mike Williams, thank you, yeah. So, none of those guys were fantasy-relevant at all. Right. Corey Davis probably has the, the – looks the best out of all of them, but – um, yeah, I think Juju Smith Schuster was the sixth and Cooper Cup the seventh uh, receivers taken overall in the draft. So, again, no rhyme or reason there. Uh, you go back to 2016, this was actually a much better year for receivers. They had three in the top 36. Uh, Michael Thomas at number eight. Yeah. Tyrell Williams at number 21. Yeah. And, then, and then Tyreek Hill at number 33. Tyrell Williams was a pure injury. Play. Michael Thomas has proven to be great And so has Tyreek Hill And then finally In 2015 there was only one In the top 36 and That was Amari Cooper who was at number 28 So again we, we are seeing that you Do not bank on, on wide receivers uh, To be fantasy relevant This year Yeah they, they, they talk so, about
1: that position anyways In year 3 is when is when most wide receivers Make that leap Yet you know We look at them year one and say, "Oh, they're going to contribute," and it's a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, and and I'll tell you, it's there are some guys this year that it's it's very tempting to take right. And I'll start with the number one overall uh, wide receiver who was taken. uh, He was taken twenty fourth in the first round. That's DJ Moore out of Maryland. Uh, He goes the Carolina Panthers. Can't really think of a much better situation for him to go. You know, where they have. you know, not a lot of receiving options there and, and he just looks like a polished receiver and um, somebody who may have relevance this year, but you just gotta be careful of it.
1: Yeah, what do you have when do you have Devin Funches as your number one at you know
0: and a and a thirty four year old Greg Olson right. as your right you know, top target getter, so Yeah. So keep an eye on him. I, I, he will go late in redraft leagues. A couple of these guys will, and I, he's he'll definitely, I think, go the, be the top one. Uh, the second receiver taken was Calvin Ridley. He was taken in the first round, uh, the the twenty-six overall pick uh, out of Alabama. Goes to the Atlanta Falcons. This is a scenario to where you have Julio Jones and you have Mohammed Sanu. So he's going to be fighting, I think, for playing time this year, but. He may kind of phase in as Hulu Jones phases out maybe in a couple of years. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah, not, not, not looking to pick him up until late, 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 late as a flyer.
0: Okay, uh, second round receivers. Now the first one chosen was Cortland Sutton. Uh, he goes to the Denver Broncos again. He's got two veteran receivers in front of him. There's also a, a couple other. Uh, uh great uh young receivers there too so he's he's got to do some work to get on the field uh, but a lot of people are are really looking to him and he, like you said in that third year he may be the guy so he may be a good dynasty pick for a lot of people yeah no i, I for some reason I, i'm I,
1: I like him physically I think he has that that mold that people are looking for so um yeah but yeah again flyer like I think all these guys are flyers I'm not counting on anybody.
0: At all, okay.
1: So.
0: Um. All right. Now I'm just gonna pick a, a couple more guys here, uh, just who I think have some some value, who went into good situations. Uh, Christian Kirk uh, went to the Arizona Cardinals. I think he has a real chance to be the number two out there. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh,
1: I'm yeah. I'm I'm kind of big on him. Um, this this whole offense could go from veteran to rookies. Uh, in a heartbeat a young roster so I I, I like him I like him a lot I think uh, I think he'll benefit from having Larry Fitzgerald as his uh, number one
0: okay Uh, here's one to talk about because I've heard this guy getting a lot of hype lately and and as a Steelers fan I want to speak on it and that's James Washington uh, who out of Oregon State went to the Steelers in the second round Uh, do not pick James Washington if You know, at at best, he will be the number three receiver on that team, which they're already starting to talk about Justin Hunter maybe being the the true number three. But even at that, Ben Roethlisberger has rarely ever produced two good fantasy receivers. So don't bank on the number three guy in the Steelers being fantasy development. And he's going to be in that position for a long time as well. Antonio Brown has a lot of years left. Obviously, Juju has a lot of years left, so I I may like him as an NFL player, but I don't think fantasy wise he to be relevant for you. Wasn't
1: he? Wasn't he uh, a, a running back as well? I, I feel like he had the body of a
0: running back. When watching highlights, <laughs> well, books. he does he, he does have the body of a running back, and he was number I think twenty nine in college, so a little deceiving. But no, he was a receiver. Uh, he's actually a deep threat. He is only five ten, and yeah, it kind of looks like a a little, you know, kind of scared right. back. But um, uh, very good receiver, you know, runs good routes and, and, and is a deep threat there. Just, just you know, there's just not enough football yeah. to go around. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so a couple more guys to talk about. Michael Gallup is the, the one who maybe has the best, maybe other than DJ Moore, has the best opportunity to – Emerged this year as the number one receiver on his team. Really, it's coming down to him and Alan Hearns on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and, and they are very high on him down in Dallas, so pay attention to that. Right. Uh, the last two to talk about uh, uh, out of Houston is, uh, here's a fun one, Kiki <laughs> Uh The only reason to bring him up is because he has a chance to win their their slot job their their slot uh, receiver position there over Braxton Miller. Um, you know, anytime you have a guy who's who can be on the field more than 50 percent, he's worth talking about. Last guy, though, Antonio Callaway out of Cleveland. I want to throw this one to you just to see what you think. about
1: uh, he's he his only competition that that they expect is with Corey Coleman. So if you can imagine the third best wide receiver on Cleveland's roster being of any value, um, you're probably smoking a lot of weed, which is probably what he did <laughs> in college a lot.
0: So, but yeah, but they they view him as a as a again another late round yeah. steal, maybe a guy who had him off the field yeah. and stuff, but uh, very talented. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Loads of talent on Cleveland's roster that will amount to probably very little. So
0: that will go yeah. untapped. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So he, here is how I have. The top five dynasty draft rankings for the receivers and Kirk, you can take a stab at this too. Uh, here's the order I go in: DJ Moore, number one; Michael Gallup, number mm-hmm. two; Christian Kirk, number three; Calvin Ridley, number four; and Cortland Sutton. Number Who was five. your number one again? DJ yeah. Moore. Yeah, I,
1: I, as you were as you were listing them, I was thinking, yeah, this is this is uh, that's right on the money with. I totally agree with you on every one of them.
0: Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, moving on, let's go to tight ends. This will be quick. Yes. <laughs> so maybe we'll do away with them like we did kickers uh, in our fantasy league. <laughs> all right. So. All right. So for tight ends, even though they they only we only start one tight end in our leagues. I just picked – I couldn't go top 18 because, (laughs) well, there would only be one in the last three years. So I just picked the best rookie tight end in the last three years, and here's who they are. Last year, obviously, Evan Ingram had a a historic uh, rookie uh, season as a tight end. This is not the norm. Remember, the top four receivers for the Giants were hurt. They had no running game to speak of. Uh, He is the only – rookie tight end to receive 100 targets in a season since Jeremy Shockey Jesus. Uh, yeah so ever so that's ever so that, it was a historic season he was the number four overall tight end in points per game uh, in 2016 Hunter Henry was the best rookie tight end and he wasn't even the best tight end on his team he finished 22nd in the league scoring and then in 2015, at the, the 25th best uh, tight end in points per game, Kirk You want to take a stab at who that I was? I have no freaking clue. Uh, I'll even give you a hint, and I still don't think you'll get it. Uh, Played for the same team as Evan Ingram. Um,
1: I can't even think of his name. I I, I probably I could guess, but I don't I don't know his name. I don't know.
0: Yeah, the the best rookie tight end of 2015 was Will. Tyne oh, huh. as a, yeah, twenty twenty fifth. I was
1: gonna overall. say Bechem. Wasn't there a tight end named Beecham or Beckham?
0: Uh, there's uh, not that I'm aware of. No, he was really good. <laughs> a lot of promise. Yeah. Uh <laughs> All right. So, just real quickly, uh, tight ends who are drafted this year in the first three rounds. Hayden Hurst uh, went to Baltimore. He was the uh, the only rookie tight end taken in the first yeah. round. Uh, they they believed so much in him that they drafted another tight end in the third round uh, in Mark Andrews. Now, wait a second. Now, wait a second. The Patriots did this. They did. Now,
1: one it. of them became a murderer. But I think it was worth the risk.
0: They still, yeah, they still got something right. out of it. Right. They still look like geniuses. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. So Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews may be the next Gronk and, and uh, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, the, the other, God rest his soul. Yeah. God bless him. Uh, sad story yeah. there. Uh, the other Titans taken were uh, Mike Gasicki uh, out of Penn State, who went to Miami. And then a very curious pick here uh, uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. They did not have a first-round pick, so they picked a the tight end in the second round. Uh, Dallas. I don't know how to tell this dare or Godert or whatever. Well, Dallas G. <laughs> uh, let's let's call him Godair. So, yeah, sounds very like Joe Dirt, Dirt Day. Samaj Perrine he's French he's French yeah Uh, uh, they draft yeah so so Philadelphia Eagles they win the Super Bowl they're so smart that they draft a backup tight end as their second round they're
1: they're so they're so stacked at every other position they couldn't they couldn't find even a wide receiver that, that could fight for time
0: they had they had to they had to replace Trey Burton's twenty seven receptions <laughs> over the last three years, so. Uh, so actually, and it's unfortunate because I think a lot of people thought that he was going to be a stud tight end wherever he landed. That just that's not a very good spot for him. So, uh, really quick in, in Dynasty draft rankings, the, the number one guy I'm looking at is Mike Gesicki, who was drafted by the Dolphins. Um, He'd be the the one rookie tight end I take a chance on, but like you said, Kirk, just like receivers, you're looking for these guys to bloom in year three, right? So that's what we're hoping. Oh, Anything I, to add? I
1: I actually think uh, Joe Flacco likes his tight ends uh, a lot, um, so I would I would pick Caden Hurst. I feel like he would be um, he would be a lock a lock on uh, Joe Flacco. He would he would lock in onto him. He's had success with tight ends while well, injuries aside they've been fairly productive.
0: Yeah, he's um you know Todd Heap was a stud back in the day and they and they've tried to draft tight ends early like Clay Gilmore was a guy a couple of years ago just injuries yeah. kind of took him out and I think they're moving him to tackle now but and Dennis um, Pitta Baltimore's, Dennis Pitta you know two two yeah, hip excuse injuries. me Dennis Dennis Pitta is another one so um, so that yes they have tried to uh, no no uh, surprise that Ozzie Newsom's last draft is the Ravens GM. He picks two tight ends in the first three right. rounds. But that's something they want to do. You're you're absolutely right. So maybe one of these guys will pan out. Um, yeah. All right, man. Sweet.
1: Whew. Thank
0: God. And we got through yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so – Tell me, Kirk. So, if your job right now offered you five years and seventy million dollars, oh. would you tell them to shove oh, it? Oh
1: my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I would. I would have. I would have signed. I mean, this, this is that's kind of. It's kind of like I would have done what exactly what uh, um, Kramer did when they when they offered. I probably wouldn't let them finish the sentence when they said five years, seventy million. I would have said deal. Remember, remember in yeah. Seinfeld when he uh, got offered to be uh, put on the poster for uh, Marlboro <laughs> yeah. instead of yeah. taking the money because he just quickly agreed? Yeah, that's that's how fast I would have done it. He got, he, he Five got years, everything he $70.
0: wanted. <sighs> yeah. Whatever. Well, maybe he'll rap about it. We'll figure out what's in his yeah. head. Whatever.
1: Just, yeah. Who? What team? What team is going to spend more
0: money than they than they should well, on him? I think, like we talked about, look for him to be in a Raiders jersey in two thousand nineteen. Uh, the Vegas Raiders.
1: Carlos Hyde. I'm sorry, but you may have to be out if uh, if he becomes available. I think. I think a I, great revenge story would be to get back at uh,
0: at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I'd take Carlos Hyde there, yeah. to Pittsburgh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, James Conner now in dynasty drafts, I think it would be interesting to see where he starts going. Don't let go of so. him, quick hits. He's your only keepable player. He's your only hope, Obi Wan. He's your only player on an NFL roster. Yeah. <laughs> he, unless he
1: has some, some ill effects or uh, like an illness again, he's probably
0: going to play football <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. That's all for the Fancy Boys. We are signing off. And fading out.